spoiler alert. We are going to talk about things in Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm sure you think you know everything that is going to happen in Solo, a Star Wars story. But you don't, and you don't want this to be spoiled. Again, spoiler alert. Good evening, everybody, and welcome again to the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And Bob, um, you know, we've been doing this for uh, for over a year. Over? Really? Yeah, the first unofficial pilot was in March on YouTube. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. This is episode 23, so we've almost... I mean, we if you go March to March, we almost did an episode... Um, two episodes a month. Okay, cool. Cool. Which is pretty cool, right? That's a lot of it, content. It is. It is quite a bit of content. <laughs> um... So that's really cool. So um, with that, I wanted to remind everybody who likes that content and who's listening to this that um, uh, I'm a man of needs and a man of goals. And uh, my Patreon's still sitting there. Um, thank you all. Um, not to shoot down everyone that's contributed because you're all amazing. But um, I, I've got a goal I'm trying to get to, and I'm about a quarter of the way there. So in a, I, got a, I don't remember when I started, maybe in June. Maybe July. I don't remember when it was last year, but um, I just uh, I'd, I'd like to try to get there because I've got a second kid coming, and that's not your problem; it's mine. But um, I get to <laughs> I, I I get to make more of this interesting content for you. The less time I have to spend working real jobs to pay for those things. So um, yeah. you know, thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/chippa. Um, Throw some spare change at me, right? And um, Absolutely. If, if you haven't listened to it yet, which a lot of you do, I think about half as many people um, that download the Chipman Brothers Tangent download Creating Geeks. It's more of a niche thing. You know, it's not necessarily as, you know, I'm, I'm not a brand as well known as you, but I'm, I'm pretty happy for the one thing I've kind of created on my own is getting about half the downloads of the tried and true me and you complaining about random pop culture stuff for an hour or so every couple weeks. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys very much. And I'm hoping to do more. Um, another thing, um, through my, my wife, uh, Sarah, who you guys know from Creating Geeks, and um, also for anyone that's seen uh, the first two pilots of Bob's um, Let's Play by way of Mystery Science Theater 3000 series, Sarah and I are on the first two episodes of that. Um, what is that called again, Bob? Uh, Game Watch. Game Title Watch. Not final. Title, Title not, not final. final. Yes. So if you're yeah. looking, if you haven't seen that yet, we, we're really proud of them. Um, I was happy to be a part of it. Look forward to it in the future. But um, uh, my wife does those. Uh, oh, Bob, Sarah does um those like monthly, like geek box things. You know, like you can do like oh, get the Marvel box or get the Ghostbusters box and. You know, they get companies that are making gear and want to hawk their gear to make cool things and send them to you. And she loves it. And I've been really impressed with the quality. And a company that does that called Sophistigeek, it's S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-E-E-K, has an Indiegogo right now to kind of take that and turn it into like a virtual store. So I wanted to plug that because um, I've contributed money to it. I think they're awesome. Um, and so if you like geeky things, they do like a Gilmore Girls box and Lit Cube, I think, is their company. Um, and a few other things like that there. They're looking to do that. So I just wanted to plug that before we started. I don't know. You ever heard of them, Bob? 
I uh, I have. I have not uh, had the pleasure myself. I, I can't do any of these things that's like a subscription or anything like that because I will forget to turn it off and it will just keep piling up in my house. And isn't that the whole point? It's like how yeah. they work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, anyway, I can't do that. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Get get them, you know, get them out there. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool stuff. So with that, where, where did I want to go from that? Um, so this is the first podcast I've recorded since we do this over Skype via my new 400 megabit per second Comcast router. Um Basically, my Comcast box wasn't working, and I went in and dealt with an actual human being instead of, you know, customer service and all that, which I found to work out really well. And I said to the guy, you know, this thing hasn't been working. It's been rebooting a bunch. I have a kid that really wants her Muppet Babies and her Mickey Mouse and her Puppy Dog Pals, and I can't watch them. Um, And I said, so what can you do? And they go, oh, well, let us look at your thing. You happy with your internet? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine with my internet. And he's like, you sure? Because I can, like quadruple the speed and i'm like is it going to cost me more well it turns out i got it for 15 dollars cheaper a month and comcast pays for your netflix now hmm did you know this like, really the old like battle like two sides of the evil empire are apparently now in cahoots with one another and um comcast pays for my netflix now so i have 30 dollars less on my comcast bill every month Go me. Huh. It's a little weird, right? That that is that is unusual, yeah. Well. Works for hmm. me, I guess. Yeah, good, yeah. Yeah. So you get so 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 you're getting the, the Netflix with the service now? I guess so. Okay, cool. That's all I got for that. That was an and, interesting uh, thing that happened. So yeah. uh and so, they fixed the router. Yes, and they fixed the router. Exactly. Right. And, and so the cable is actually coming through now. Yeah, so it works, and okay, everything is yeah. cheaper. So all right, everything's yeah. coming up Millhouse. Okay, yeah, all right. So oh, it, we we can we can give a preview of things to come to our uh, our folks as well. So yeah. in in what in three weeks time? Yeah, is it three weeks time? Three three weeks or two weeks? I think it's three weeks. The twenty seventh. So yeah, yeah. In three weeks time. Um, Bob and I will be embarking upon uh, a jet plane flight to yes. the mythical land of Cancun, Mexico. Yes, Cancun, Mexico. Um, because our sister is getting married there. Yeah, Kate's getting married. And so um, Bob and I, on, on, and don't don't freak out internet, my wife will be staying home. Zika is a real thing and we're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, our daughter will be staying home, unfortunately, because we'd all yeah. love to be there. But um, yeah. you know, don't don't need anybody getting hurt. Um, but uh, I'm hoping if if things work out that the plan is to record one of these whilst down there. So uh, pay attention to our Twitter account to see us talking about Mexico, and um, look forward to a potential uh, Chipman Brothers tangent, probably drinking tequila and talking about Chichen Itza. <laughs> Okay, now hold on. Now, what what is Chichen Itza? Is this something that I've had or have not had? Because I cannot keep proper Mexican no, no. food. No, 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 Bob. Bob, Chichen Itza, yeah. Chichen Itza is is a um, Aztec or Mayan um, ruin. Oh right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I don't I I, I have uh, I'm I'm bad at uh, at Spanish.
Hey, Napoleon, yep. get back upstairs and finish your quesadilla. <laughs> anyway, so that that's that's the interesting that we have going on. I think. Oh, and um, for for those of you uh, following me on the Twitterverse, I've been renovating um my upcoming son's room, and just finished the third coat of polyurethane after um sanding the floors. So that's something I do. Um, and I think for those of you that have been seeing the pictures, it's coming out the balls. Yeah, it looks good. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, how old is that floor? Very old. They were covered in a rug, so I can only imagine they were the original rugs as installed in 1926. Right, yeah. So, so, I mean, that looks like brand new wood now. It does look like brand new wood now. It does. You did a good job. Yeah, renting 120-pound drum sanders from Home Depot and sanding and staining or urethaning and having your radiator let go because it happens to me every time because no matter how often and i remind myself that i know what i'm doing i fuck something up and leave a valve open and flood a room well now now hold on just explain to people for just a moment here that that you are actually a very competent home repairman the issue here is that chris lives in a house that is Almost a hundred years old. Yeah, wow, we're coming up eight right, years, yeah, like, eight years to a hundred. Hell yeah, yeah! Like this, this, this house is about like ninety-five years old. It's it's really getting there. And ninety-two and this, by my count. Yeah, a, a, this is a ninety-two-year-old, uh, you know, colonial house uh, in in Massachusetts. Yeah, that is Dutch colonial. Yeah, Dutch colonial in Massachusetts, and uh, it has the the radiators in this house are hot water radiators hot water heated forced hot water and the um and the hot water pumping system was installed and designed by our grandfather who was a plumber and for anybody that knows a tradesman and actually Mm -hmm. sees what they do in their own home it is both the most complicated version Mm -hmm. of what it could be very easy to work on but really fucking confusing and kludgy. Yeah. So so I left the fill valve on by accident and um so when I drained it and reopened the valve and left the house to let the urethane cure, I came back and the urethane was um soaked. So I had to resand and start all over again. But I did it. Yeah. And three coats later and we're done. Mm-hmm. Well, and the radiators themselves are like 500-pound solid blocks of, like, welded iron. Yeah, they're freaking yeah. awesome. They're, they're those big, what, what do they call that, like the accordion stuff? This, 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 this is delightful for people who tune into the movie podcast. But uh, I think they what, are. What, I think they do call it accordion style. I, I think you're they're, right. They're, they're accordion style, uh, you know, uh, like hot water radiators that just sit there in the the center of, of the uh, in the corner of the room and uh, just heat. Do you know why they install them in front of windows? What? Why are they installed in front of windows? No, they install them in front of windows because old windows are drafty, and that's actually uh-huh. part of the intention of how they work. Ah, uh-huh. is the draft from the windows actually blows the hot air out into the room and creates like a vortex of circulation. So it's actually designed that way, as weird as that is. That's really something. Yeah, the room I'm sitting in right now is two of them in it. I remember because just last summer I pulled them both out to paint on it. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you helped. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's what I got going on. So I'm yeah. dr- I'm drinking bourbon and relaxing right. <laughs> How's Sarah? Is, is uh, Sarah there? Hi, Sarah. Sarah's right there, and she's waving. Hi, Sarah. She's eating a popsicle. <laughs> um. Oh, also, we went to Bit Bar today. Yeah, you've been to Bit uh, Bar, right? Yeah, I have been. I have been to Bit Bar. Bit Bar is a uh, a barcade in uh, downtown Salem, Massachusetts. It's in in the old Salem jail. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, they uh they project Mario Kart onto the wall at night. I've seen people out there playing it. Anyway, this was our daughter's first trip to an arcade where we were letting her play the games. Oh, cool! And she was having an absolute blast. She didn't really quite know what she was doing, but they had a little step stool in front of them, and she kept moving it from game to game and climbing up and wanting to play. <laughs> we had her oh, on Donkey cute. Kong and um, uh, Burger Time oh, and good. a couple of pinball games. Good eh? for her. It yeah. was awesome, dude. Ex- excellent. And we ran into Tim Luz. Oh, while, how's he doing? While driving into Salem. He's good. That that would be the host of Cinema Spection or co-host, yes. creator. Indeed. All around cool dude. So, yeah, enough about me talking about my day um, <laughs> or days. So, um, a movie came out, Bob. Yeah, it did. Yeah, a, a movie. A movie. Okay. Um, well, yeah, you know, which, that, which... that 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 that, you know, that movie. That movie, that, yeah. That Star Wars-y movie. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know right. the, the one that some people listening to this right now think their little stupid boycott stopped from uh, making money. Mm. Oh, right, yeah. That one. Yeah. Be- because, you know, that's why, Bob. Yeah, that, that does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, the reason, like, Thor the Dark World didn't make money. <laughs> I thought Thor the Dark World... What, I like... I know, I like Thor the Dark World. Anyway, it, it's the worst of those, but I like it. Um, <laughs> no, so, so yeah, we haven't talked about Solo yet. So, really? Thor, Thor the Dark World's the worst? Not like Iron Man 2? I think Thor the Dark World could be the worst Marvel movie, and I like it you, still. So that's just... Really? Me. Oh, Maybe wow, Iron okay. Man two. They're they're right. both no, no, they're, no, that's fine. They're both down the bottom for me. I, okay. I hold Iron yeah. Man two holds a special place in my heart because that's the first um, premiere you took me to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was really. Yeah, remember we saw the Ospreys landing on the common before it started, and we thought we were oh. being invaded. Oh shit! Yeah, because they were having like, uh, military, like a military day. Yeah, right, military day. Oh, that would look so different now. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd probably have to think that we were actually at war. Yes, especially now. Right, yeah. Mm. Um, are, are and- they going to have that stupid parade? Which stupid parade? The one that the, the president wants to have, like, a parade. Like the nuclear armament parade? Yeah, he keeps saying he wants to have a parade. Are they, are they actually going to do that? I feel like we haven't heard about that in a while. I... You know what? As I right now, I kind of hope so. At this point, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I hope it gets freaking protested, and I just, uh, I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But solo. Yes, solo. So solo, a Star Wars story. So now you, in theaters. So you you saw this? Yes, I saw this. Yes, you did. I thought it was really good time. I had a I had a really good time with Solo. I was I was really surprised. I was, yeah. I, I so was I. I mean, to to double back, even though people have talked about this forever, this is kind of the Star Wars movie that 
I, I'm not going to say I didn't want because in retrospect, after watching it, it's like, okay, this this made a case for its existence, I guess. But yeah, the whole idea of this, you know, it's like the anti-direction they've been going, right? The Force Awakens is, is complete fan service, but it's complete fan service, and it's trying to build something new. That was kind of the point. Yes. It's like, let's yeah. let's give you a little back massage with something familiar and, and sprinkle in some mystery boxes and sprinkle in some new characters and, oh, no, don't worry, don't worry, we're not going to talk about Jar Jar and we're not going to talk about Anakin, it's fine. Oh, look at him, look at him, there's, the, there, there's, there's something that looks like a Death Star and, oh, look, there's yeah, an X-Wing. Right, yeah. you know, and then they made, you know, The Last Jedi, which, you know, fisted that and yeah. Yeah, and um i i love i love that about it i love right. love love that about it um i won't get into an argument well i will get into an argument with people over it but we can say that again that the last jedi fucking rules and the last all, you, awesome. you all just have to deal with that no the last jedi is awesome it's the second best star wars movie anyway so, yeah. so in so announcing that we're gonna make you know rogue one it's like right. okay this is either gonna be great or kind of be a misstep. Rogue One ended up right. being a lot of fun. I I love that it adds so much more um, to a new hope than we already had. You know, they they took the opening credit crawl and made a movie out of it, and I think right. that's really cool. Yeah. Solo, well, solo. The problem with me is it's like okay, you're never gonna find someone that is Harrison Ford. They've tried this; it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and does the character have any more to say or do than he's already said or done? He's a second character. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, tell me something that's going to interest me. And they go, oh, the guys that made the Lego movie are making. All right. The people that have made nothing but movies that shouldn't have worked. Okay. Now I'm listening. Then they are no longer on the project. What happened? We'll probably never know. Oh, well, Ron Howard comes in to fix it. All right, that's interesting in and of itself because I'd love to have Ron Howard make a Star Wars movie. I think Ron Howard is awesome. And, you know, the, you know, it completes that whole circle, right? You know, I'm in, you know, American Graffiti, one of George Lucas's first movies, and now I'm making one of his movies. And I also made Willow, which, damn all of you, is a great movie as well. Hell yeah. Um, or a good enough movie, I think, as you put it, Bob. But yeah. <laughs> that's uh, but that that means good to me. A- anyway, so the final product, a perfectly serviceable, fun little action space western, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I thought by making Lando be the Han in this story, mm-hmm. that worked really well. You you need you need someone to fill screen time because. Han is a very one-note character, brilliantly played by Harrison Ford, but he's you know he's kind of the antithesis. He's the anti-Luke, right? That's that's yeah. the, the he's he's the um, film version of you know like like the the guy you think your father is as in, and then you realize in real life that he's just a drunken asshole. You know what I mean? It, it's this fantasy yeah. vision of a man, you know, of, right. of a badass and. To kind of give you, okay, here's what he was doing before then story and have most of it not be groan inducing. The way he got his name was pretty goddamn bad. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. believe that was what they pitched the fucking movie on. Yeah. Like, 
because there wasn't much else in it that felt like that. There were a few like little winks and stuff where I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, that's the that's the equivalent of them having a character during one pivotal scene come out and go, see, he shoot, he shot first. They didn't mm. do that. Do you know what I mean? And they shouldn't have done the, oh, oh, you're alone? Then your name is Solo. <laughs> this is funny. I, I almost wonder, and, you know, again, we'll, we'll never know exactly what uh what what was the point is because they had they they didn't hire uh lord and miller to come in and, and write the script they 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 had a script uh you know like a a, a, a base reading from uh, jake kasdan and uh they uh it was they jake and lord lawrence and, right wasn't it uh uh store uh, a story by and a screenplay yeah uh, okay. i believe and uh and and uh lawrence uh, producing so I, I don't necessarily know what Lawrence Kasdan does as producer on these movies other than, uh, you know, sort of occupy office space at the Walt Disney Company and say, hey, you know, one of the, you know, best liked original Star Wars guys is technically involved. Well, they can. It's just to remind you of Empire. You, right, you, you but, think the new movie's going to be good? One of the people that worked on Empire worked on it. Oh, all right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's there to, 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 you know, bring the expertise he brought to the production of Dreamcatcher. Yeah, that you movie, know, but, that that movie's grown very well on me. Yeah, but um, the <laughs> that was a little bitchy of me. I'm sorry, I Lawrence Casting. Yeah, Bob. but uh, <laughs> and, and you like Dreamcatcher? Shut up. Yeah, but you, you made me go to the theater and see it. <laughs> you were like, oh, oh Chris, you got to see how ridiculous this fucking thing is. Right. They kept okay. all the ridiculous so, shit from the book. <laughs> so, so I, I, I don't think we'll ever know exactly what Lord and Miller's uh, movie of Solo would have been. But the the business with you know you know what's your name, kid? I don't know. I've never had one. Okay, there's only one of you. Your Han Solo must have been Is a joke. It, well, I I wonder if because there's so much largely unnecessary this is where thing came from like there's so much familiar thing gesture wait for it john williams sting stuff in the movie i wonder if at a certain point the comedy direction lord and miller were going in that made them nervous was that they were actually doing a parody of a fan service movie well you see to me now that you bring that up and this is really the first time that's popped into my head wouldn't a brilliant way to have done something like this would have been to Princess Bride it? Yeah. Where you're basically having, like, like say Han and Leia telling Kylo Ren the story of, like, them as kids or some shit like that. And then you get, like, this, this brain, vi- you know, th- this, okay, vision of it that the story that they're giving you is being played completely serious, but the character's are kind of being seen through the lens of kind of a cynical kid. So they, yeah. they have that that you're you're right. There there is definitely a feeling that the, the film played itself super serious and the darker visuals and more like noiry kind of tone that yeah. they ended up going with downplayed that. But but you make a good point. Um no you're yeah I, I never even thought to make the Princess Bride connection and and now I really want to see that version of this. Right? I, I, I really want to see like old Harrison Ford reading uh you know explaining this to a small child. Right? Yeah. Uh yeah, that that would be that would be hysterical. All they right. Should, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
we're, we're going to have to let's let's write that one down in the dream journal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. No, so it's but I mean like that's probably like the the dumbest of the that stuff that's in the movie, but you know, most of it is like that kind of thing, the the you know, here is the origin of something that you never really needed to know the origin of is fine. You know, I I don't uh yeah, I don't dislike. Again, this is a good yeah. version of making a movie like that, right? There's, yeah, this, it's the where, where where the last Jedi is thematically dense and opening up the universe. This this is kind of taking a lens and really zooming in on one part of it in the way that an extended universe novel would, or in the way yeah. that a person's Star Wars or not Star Wars, but like D and D campaigns set in the Lord of the Rings universe would. You know, this is right. This is your Cimmerillion, you know, level of detail about a character that, you know, did we need it? No, but man, it feels so comfortable, and I enjoy watching it. And they they threw some curveballs in here and there, you know. And um, I like, yeah. I I like the idea. And if this, I don't think the narrative is going to play out this way, unfortunately, because the world doesn't seem to want the narrative to be this way. But I like the idea of these Star Wars stories being a place where they can be safe but expansive and have the story ones be what's going to push us forward into a bigger scope and new characters. I like the idea that Johnson is overseeing something new. So maybe that's why we have to have this um, rumored John Favreau TV show that kind of gives us more Skywalker universe stuff. You know, yeah. um, for what it's worth, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, for the most part, had some great shit in it. You know yeah. what I mean? So giving us more attention to detail, I mean, um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably go back and forth and decide if it, it, a week later, but apparently no one's seen this thing. We can talk about maybe the big spoilery thing that happens near the end in a little bit. We don't have to right now. But um, mm -hmm. I think the, the place to start is, Bob, what do you think yeah. about so Han Solo? About the the guy who is embodying the character of Han Solo in this? He was what's his? I can't pronounce his name. A a uh, his name is Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. He was fucking incredible in Hail Caesar. Yeah, he was like, unbelievably good in Hail Caesar, which again is an underappreciated Coen Brothers movie, and that angers me. Internet. Mm -hmm. The, the mm -hmm. Lady Killers is a goddamn good movie. And so is Burn After Reading, and so is this. Yeah. Don't get me started. Anyway, well, um, how, how did you think he did, Bob? I mean, this is, I, like the, this is like the impossible shoes to fill right here, right? Yeah. I think he did. I think he did fine. Um, I think, like, his... He pretty much did hear what, the same thing he did in, uh, in Hail Caesar, which is why when, they, when, when I said I... When they first announced that they were doing this my immediate, immediate reaction was, this is the dumbest one of these that you could pick to make. Of, of all of the, the Star Wars stories, things you could pick to do, because you picked the character that there's nothing to Han Solo other than it's Harrison Ford being cool in space. Right, it, there's, there's nothing the, to the, the character other than the performance. It's not, yeah. it, it, it's, an, it's a character that can really only be played by him. I thought. Right. I thought yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> well, and as an it, well, the thing is, it's not like Batman or James Bond or something else where there's 
you know, where, where Batman, it's a suit and a, a set of mannerisms and a concept, or James Bond, where it's a world where, you know, anyone can do it. Uh, Han Solo is Harrison Ford when he's in space. Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford when he's in the 1940s, you know, in archaeology. Right. right? Th- that that's, that's kind of it. So, having anyone else take this part is, is a fool's errand. Because what, what else are you going to do? You might as well have someone else play... Uh, it's... It's like having someone else take over the lead character of a sitcom that that is it's like having someone else play Seinfeld on Seinfeld. Absolutely. You know? Ab- like, absolutely. Because, because like the character on Seinfeld is just Jerry Seinfeld if he is, you know, living in a shittier apartment than Jerry Seinfeld actually has and has different friends. Yeah. You know, it, it's so I but they're going to have him do, they're going to say, okay, this is him when he's like in his early 20s, and we're going to have this kid do it, and it's going to be young Han Solo. Okay, all right. So here's a guy playing young Han Solo, and they pretty much hired a guy who was mainly known, I think he was in like one of those YA movies before that, or wasn't he the guy in The Fault in Our Stars? Maybe? I think you're right. I think you're is, right. Or, or or was that Ansel Elgort? That may have been Ansel Elgort, who I don't know. He's what Baby Driver, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's an there. There's like two guys who have the same chin, but yeah. uh, whatever else this guy was in, he he was in Hail Caesar, and in that one, he does a really good job of playing a guy who, like the the turnaround on his character is that he is playing this kind of very affable cowboy actor who, you know, sort of midway through the movie. We just sort of realize, oh, oh, he's he's not acting. He just actually is and this guy, and he's really fucking good at it. And he has street yeah. smarts, and yeah, uh, he, and he's, a, he's like an actual... sixth sense almost for stuff. And yeah, he's an actual cowboy. That that movie yeah. is so good. No, when... <laughs> sorry. No, when no when, he, when no when he turns around and sits back down in the chair with 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 Josh Brolin and says, "Okay, no, tell me what's really going on." It's like, "Oh shit. Okay. All right. This is this is a different guy than we thought he was." Okay. Yeah. Who who is this? And and it's it's quite a thing. And uh so when they said he's going to be young Han Solo, I said, "Okay, they they got a young they, and and then I saw the trailers and they said, "Okay, they're they're leaning really really hard into the western thing, you know, where which it's not worked, ge- which yeah. worked so well in my opinion." Yeah, I think that's uh, it's it's the obvious thing to do if, if you're going to do it and say, okay, we're we're gonna do Han Solo. It's a space western, and then because all of the Star Wars movies have this sort of, hey, it's also a western, it's also a samurai movie thing. In this one, they kind of throw the samurai thing out entirely, and then just say, nope, it's a western. There's uh, state there's stagecoach robbers and Indian raiders and a train robbery and uh, a boomtown and cattle barons and. And mining, and uh, uh, you know, a, a the wild bunch shootout, and uh, rustlers, and and all that sort of thing. And he's basically a, uh, a, 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 you know, he's an imperial army deserter, but in the Western movie language, a Confederate army deserter. Yeah. So, and, and see, yeah. I I thought it, all it, of it that works. It works. All of that was so goddamn on the nose, and I accepted it fully. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know? it's 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 good, and it gets you to the point of the stuff that you want to do with it. You know, I mean, they they, you know, a lot of this stuff is 
it's stuff that you see coming. It's like, oh, hey, Han Solo is in a, uh, you know, quick draw gunfight. How's that going to play out? Right. I wonder. Right. I, I, I wonder what the gag we're waiting for here is. Now, now my thing, you know, we, we talked back that Han Solo is an actor's character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's the character there. They weren't going to be writing like, you know, like high drama here, you know, with this mm. thing, this if this was going to be anything that was going to be good, it was going to be the fun, pulpy, serial part of Star Wars that we know and love that isn't necessarily all that's going on in Star Wars. But right. um, with with this guy, I think the approach was perfect. Or I'm not going to say it did was as perfect as they were going to get because yeah. they brought in someone to embody the character instead of bringing in someone who looked and sounded exactly like Harrison Ford. So it yeah. was it was body language and looks and the way he dealt with the characters. And it was clunky at first to kind of... I'm not going to say this was on purpose, but for me it worked really well because it eased you into it. It's like when you meet him the first time, his cockiness isn't quite there. It's yeah. And that's on purpose. Like he's he, he fucks up pretty hard at the beginning there, right? And right, yeah. I found the audience that I was watching it with, you could hear them kind of click and go, okay, I, I, I accept this man as Han Solo now. And the movie yeah. gives you time. They don't just have him show up on screen at first being like, hey, I'm Han Solo. Look at me. I'm doing this. I got this gun. I'm flipping it around. You know, it, it, or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, grabbing, you know, girls off the set. You know, whatever it is that he's going to do. They don't start off with him in the seat of the Millennium Falcon and Chewbacca there, you know, being the guy that you like. Yeah. They ease yeah. you into it. Now, mm -hmm. completely different from that, you have Donald Glover, who mm -hmm. just is Lando. Yeah. There's there's no other way around it. And like, like I said about, you know, Han kind of in the Star Wars movies, right? If, if they were going to go and make, say, a movie that happened in between... um. Return of the Jedi and something else where they were going to have different people play Mark Hamill and, you know, and uh, Harrison Ford, you know, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't yeah. work because we already know how those characters are then. This works because they ease us into it. So Lando now gets to be the secondary character that the minute you see him, even before he's on screen, you just know, okay, Lando's going to be there when they turn the camera around. And he just right. embodied the character without even having to try like it was a yeah. doppelganger. Like it wasn't yeah. just, and 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 I thought that that was great as well. It was a, it's kind of two two different sides of the same coin, right? Han Han earns your trust, earns your respect as the character. Donald Glover shows up and just forces you to accept him. It's like, yeah, well, look, I'm badass. I'm badass. Look at me. Well, he's also, I mean, he's a more practiced, interesting actor. He also has a, a more interesting character to play. Uh, given given the uh, that the film is sort of kind of uh, a, a bit of a box office disappointment now for Disney, I have a feeling that uh, if they are going to go ahead with the Lando movie, the argument on it would have been would be that they probably should have done this as the Lando movie instead. Yeah, just had Han show up. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Have, well, have Han show up if for no other reason than Donald Glover kind of steals every scene that he's in, and also not for nothing. You know, when this movie opened, you've got Donald Glover stealing the movie and also star of two hit TV shows, recognized celebrity and I agree. guy with like the hottest song in the country is in the movie for about eight minutes. I agree, but he's fucking incredible in it. 
No, he is. He's good. He's he's a lot of fun. He does a good job as the character. He's, you know, you need to have someone. It, it's kind of, it's a little crowded at times because Lando is there to be the uh, the rogue that uh, in, in certain scenes that uh, Han, you know, because Han can't be the, the totally roguish guy yet, but then Woody Harrelson is also there as the roguish guy. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson did some really good heavy lifting in this, but yeah, it, it does feel almost that they're they're interchanging the three of them where necessary. Right. And I'm not saying I don't I dislike any of it, because I thought yeah. Harrelson's character was important. You know no, what I he mean? Is. But it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sort of it's the sort of thing where, unfortunately, there's only so many ways you can go with this kind of story. And as soon as, you know, Woody Harrelson shows up and kind of informs you of his character, you know, he might as well, in in a movie that was a parody, you know, could probably walk on the screen and say, Hi guys, I'm Han before Han. I'm the guy that Han's going to learn how to be Han from. A lot of hard lessons are going to be learned about not trusting me. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. that, that's the other thing, right? He, he literally has a line that delivered differently. Could have been, trust nobody, especially me, am I right? You know what right, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. It, it, it had yeah. a Twenty One Jump Street ish vibe to some of the stuff that have just said a little bit differently. <laughs> Could have. Yeah, it, it's. I I don't mind. The thing of it is, is and I think this goes to where the uh, the 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 quote unquote letdown of the box office comes in is, uh, you know, when people ask me, you know, hey, uh, what what do you think of Solo? Uh, you know, what why do you think this this didn't make like a billion dollars like the other Star Wars movies have? And I I would say, well, first off. Uh, I would, you know, sorry, you can cut the umming out of this, but I would say, well, they made a Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford. Who cares? Right, exactly. And and yeah, I, I and, think and, it was either that, you, yeah. I think it was either you who made the point or someone else. I mean, what do you expect? Like this, this should have been done as like a TV miniseries. This is like Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. level. Right. I, I'm not saying it's depending on how you feel about that show. I actually kind of like what I've seen of it, but whatever. Like it's yeah. kind of doing that kind of service to the universe. You know, it's like, right. okay, this is for people that just can't get enough. And right. this, yeah. And to me, you know, you don't have Luke Skywalker. You don't mm-hmm. have any of the new cast, which is where you're going to get all the 18 and less and lower crowd. You know right. what I mean? To show up. And they don't know who Lando is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And they don't know who any of these secondary characters are. I mean, fuck, if you really wanted people to show up on the first day, we'll get to the uh, um, <laughs> the surprise character that I haven't talked about yet. They would have just fucking put him in the ads. Yeah, because it, you would have got because you would have got the people that have watched the cartoon to show up. Right. Well, and like Rogue One did very well. But when Rogue One came out, Rogue One was the was second the, star. But it was also well, the only Star Wars story we had gotten. It was the first time yeah. we had something that wasn't straight Skywalker canon. And it was new characters. Yeah. It was a big fresh thing and it was like people were really curious about it. And the people mar- were still brewing off of the Force Awakens mystery box stuff of, ooh, is this movie going to have something hidden in, to, in it that's a key to what's going to happen in The Last Jedi? Like that yeah. was also there. You know? Yeah, the Yeah, the the whole business on it, like the thing i mean the the main thing on on solo is is that the is that they basically had to make it twice so whatever yeah. it costs double it and 
it is the most expensive Star Wars movie yeah. ever made. And the, to be fair, a large portion of that ends up on screen. This movie didn't feel cheap. No, um, it doesn't. I, it doesn't feel I cheap. Like, I like the practical look of a lot of it. It definitely, out of everything they've made, like The Force Awakens was nodding and trying to make you see the original trilogy in it. Not that it yeah. didn't succeed. It looked like it. This movie feels like it exists in that universe. Right. The, the feel of everything feels touched and damaged and there. And the, mm. the speeder chase at the beginning being done as a, an it looked very practical for a lot of yeah. it. With the, you yeah. know, like the camera mounted on the car. It, it just, it, it had a very, very Star Wars look to it. And right. I, yeah, I, th I think that the, the main issue with the, the, the whole run of, oh, oh, what happened with this at the box office? One, you didn't have Harrison Ford. They didn't really do anything about it that said, hey, this is a movie that you absolutely need to run out and need to see right away. Like, they, they pretty much said up front, hey, this is, you know, a an add-on, spin-off, sort of disposable movie. Which and, it is. Uh, which yeah, it which is. is which, which I think is fine, but, you know, if you tell people you don't need to run out and see it, they're not going to run out and see it. And meanwhile, this is not the kind of movie... Into, like, divorce the fact that, that this is Han Solo and that it's Star Wars lore... And, and all of this stuff, because once you take out the fact that the guy who people know is Han Solo is not Han Solo in the movie, you, you, you've taken out the thing that, like, the mainstream audience actually cares about. Right. Like, uh, to, to hardcore Star Wars fans, you can, you can say, oh, you know, the, the Kessel Run is in this movie, the Spice Mines of Kessel are in the movie. Right. You find out what Corellian Star Destroyers are, you find out where the dice came from, you, you learn all of this you know, like, stuff that I care it's, about because I'm a pathetic Star Wars nerd. No, but, 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 uh, here's, but here's the thing, right? Separ yeah. Separate the fact that the movie I'm about to mention didn't turn out all that great, but it's, mm -hmm. it's trying to sell a version of Star Wars that's the same as what Duncan Jones was trying to sell with his Warcraft movie. Well, right, but this, like, is, that was the... this is a big yeah. budget fan movie. This, it, right. this, this is not... This is not a crowd. Well, it is a crowd pleaser. People show up, but it's the stuff. The, this the depth that this movie is going to give you is for you wanting to see. It, it's like watching the extended version of a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings film. You know, yeah. I, the general public wasn't going to show up to the four and a half hour cut of Return of the King, but I sure as hell like it. You know right. what I mean? It, it, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, ex except that it's it's also not part of the main the, story the, so it's not the, adding the, the, anything yeah well and it's not part of the main thing that people really give a crap about that, so that, that's what i'm getting at right if 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 the yeah. way if the way that they're kind of and i'm not going to say backpedaling but if the way that they have decided to have little hidden easter eggs and fun nods to here's the parts of the extended universe we said we were getting rid of that we're going to keep if they had kind of done a little bit of that in the marketing of oh Here's something you're familiar with. There was nothing there. There's nothing familiar except for the Millennium Falcon and Chewbacca and those damn trailers. Yeah. It looks like a completely foreign movie. You exactly. know, to, 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 to the naked eye. And maybe they needed to tease it differently. Maybe the teaser trailer should have been photo pictures of all of the original movies that Han Solo was in. 
with, hmm. and now this is the story before then, and they show this kid's face turn up. That's it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's how you needed to advertise this. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's I. I think that there is kind of. I just. I feel like there's a ceiling on this. I feel like when you take uh, Han Solo, I, I think when you take Harrison Ford out of the equation, I think about ninety percent of the audience, even if and and, I, and I, I'm not just talking about people who maybe have seen Star Wars once. I I feel like even 90% of people who will say, oh my god, I love Star Wars and uh, Han Solo is my favorite character, I feel like they're still saying, man, those movies are fun to watch and Harrison Ford is charming. I don't think yeah. they give a shit about I the feel Kessel like, run. I, I feel like yeah. those people are waiting for video on this one. Yeah, exa exactly. And I, I think that there's, every once in a while, the movie studios, you know, they, they because... They get a little attached to the idea of all of this nerd stuff is making so much money now is that they see, oh, you know, wow, the, 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 the forums are going nuts about all of this. They care so much. Clearly, everyone else will. And I, I don't think that, uh, you know, people who are, I think that the number of people who love Star Wars and the number of people who honestly sit awake at night wondering, you know, how did Han meet Chewie? It, it is, is two very different sized audiences. I agree. And I, I, yeah. And, and I, I don't think that offering them that as like, that's the reason to come see the movie is the thing to do there. Like Rogue One at the very least, I, I don't necessarily think the people showed up because anyone really cared you know who did give Princess Leia those plans? I I don't no, think anyone. No, gave they a showed shit. up because they put the, Vader in the fucking trailer. Well, no, that's I, why I, people I, showed up for Rogue One. I think. I I I don't even necessarily think it was Vader. I I honestly think that the the thing that worked more than anything on the tease of Rogue One was the early promise of this is a different kind of Star Wars movie. That this was going to be the dark one. That this yep. is going to have you know this is. Star Wars, but it's more about the guns and the grit and the shooting and you know, like the the that you see in a trailer, guys like on a beach shooting a an RPG at, at an ATAT. You know, and it it, it delivered yeah. on that movie for for yeah, sure it, it, too. It, it did. You know, they said, "Hey, this is Star Wars, but we're going to give you a different thing with it." I think that was the cell that worked on Rogue One, and the the cell on Solo was very much. This is not different. This is this is Star Wars exactly as you've had it before, but with a different guy playing Han Solo. And I don't think anyone was really begging for that. I think and they made a it's a damn yeah, it's a damn it. shame because the movie they yeah. made was a better version of that than I thought we were gonna get. Yeah, I, and, I really and, do. <coughs> excuse me. You know what it felt yeah. like, Bob, and and yeah. I it it reminded me of the good era of um. Star Wars sub-story video games like yeah. the the Rogue Squadron, Shadows of the Empire. This exactly. this had a look. It felt like that, and I mean that in the very best way. Yeah. The the familiar, but with let's just say familiar, but with a different character, even though he's there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, I don't I don't dislike that. I'm super bummed that it's. And again, what what the money it's making is not bad money. It's just yeah. It, I'm I'm it's, just I'm bummed. Because it's adding to that this crappy narrative out there that oh we we got it we took we took it down because we didn't like the last one 
that well, is, no is one bullshit. no one takes those no one it's, takes those guys seriously yeah though. but it's it's all you hear you know well, what i mean it, and it's, it's such it, bullshit well it's it's all you hear until you venture out into the the real world away from the 1% of people who are involved in the YouTube and and nerd social media scenes also true. Where, where, no, where none of that matters and and nobody cares you know also true uh, you know the the i mean i just got done whenever this goes up i've i've all, i've also been making a video about this same basic thing because you have to because it's the algorithm and uh, the the you the, have algorithms bob uh, I unfortunately have to live by them because the show is on YouTube. I'm just messing around. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the hilarious, bizarre irony to this is a whole bunch of losers on the internet talking about how they boycotted uh, Solo uh, because they were mad at The Last Jedi. So, which is good. So, basically, that means that maybe, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars of uh, that that solo might otherwise have made out of this tiny minority of angry 4chan assholes. I still find it really interesting that their whole argument is we're going to boycott basically Star Wars's James Bond Western movie where the main characters are all dudes. Yeah, they're yeah, right. boycotting that movie because they were angry about there being too many women and minorities last jedi right yeah and, and like what this what doesn't mess- make any yeah. sense to me right Cause, right because because like if if the if the theory behind that is we're gonna boycott that and then the, because the studio only cares about money and then they're gonna make financial decisions if that's the case then you just and, and they're made and them want to yeah. make more of the movie you don't like yeah if, <laughs> if you're some if if you've got like the 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 stereotypical a Hollywood mogul who only cares about his bottom line sitting there in his office and he's got like the grosses of The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens in one hand and Rogue One for that matter and he's got Solo and he's looking at that you know you gotta figure he's looking at uh, like The Last Jedi one and going holy fucking shit we did, we made a really good call making the important ones focus on the chick and the black guy yeah <laughs> Because according to this, the nobody wants to see these movies with uh, you know white guys with blown out hair. What do you know? You, you know, speaking speaking of that, I didn't get to make that <laughs> didn't get to make that point originally. But um, my my take on um on the approach to Han in this, I saw a lot of like what would have happened if like Chinatown era Jack Nicholson was playing this role. A, li- a little bit, just a li- in the a in the, in the facial yeah. expressions and the mannerisms, and I, I like that because he wasn't doing a Harrison Ford impression. That, no, he's and, not. And, and I and I like that about it because a Harrison Ford impression is is a hard thing to do and would be kind of silly because it's kind of silly sometimes when he does it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a uh, a totally good thing. I you know what I hope you know one I hope people still go see the movie because I think it's perfectly fun. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, which judging from the box office numbers, a lot of you haven't, please see it. Yeah. It's it it's worth it. It's a very fun, big, mm. you know, loud Star Wars movie with a lot of fun stuff to watch. Just don't go expecting it to challenge you. Yeah, it's because it won't. It's, <laughs> it's not it, what it's there for. Yeah, I I have a totally good time with it, and the the thing about it is is. 
wow, I just had a complete uh, brain fart. They're basically saying it's a financial disappointment because it's not making Rogue One's box, or rather, it's not making uh, Last Jedi's box office. You know, it's it's not going to do a billion dollars worldwide like that did, which is basically saying that Ant-Man, the first one, was a bomb because it didn't do the same money that Age of Ultron did a few months before that. Yes, and and again, that's a very yeah. good comparison. Ant-Man yeah. is a small, different kind of movie than everything else Marvel was making at the time. Yeah, no. They, and it's they, not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I was, and granted, I am not, you know, a studio executive. I, I would never pretend to have access to the numbers and the experience that they have uh, and all of that. But, like, I can only imagine that, uh, you know, uh, a sober takeaway from something like this would be Next time, let's try not to spend $300 million on this, and maybe let's get it out in October when it has no competition, as yeah. opposed to Memorial Day weekend when we just had a Star Wars movie six months ago. And, that, that's... and our studio already has two other movies in the theater. And right, it, yeah, yeah. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. Like... Deadpool, which again is isn't really a Marvel movie, but still Deadpool and Avengers. Oh my God, we're gonna fuck everybody up and make people want to keep coming back to see this one over and over again. Yeah, are still in theaters. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And and are still making big numbers. Like they're taking hmm. big chunks of this movie's money away. <laughs> yeah. I I would hope I would hope that the take. Well, one I if if there's like uh, you know unexpected uh, consequences of this. I do hope that uh, this is the last we've heard of, hey, maybe someone else can play Indiana Jones, because no. No, exactly. They, they should make their last Indiana Jones movie. God, I hope this is the last fucking one. Yeah, and, just, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's from somebody that loves everybody involved with that movie, and I just don't want any more Indiana Jones movies. I just don't. Yeah, just, just let, it, let it do its thing. Just... No one else needs to play Indiana Jones. No. And, uh, or... See, or, see I'd yeah. watch another one of these. I don't think they're going to make one, but I would watch another one of these. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there will be more movies uh, involving stuff that, that happened in this one. I don't think that there will be, like, Solo 2. Yeah, I think their Star Wars story movies are going to, I hope, going to have to continue some stuff. I, I loved that the basic end result of the Kessel Run's big thing was to start the rebellion. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's that's a really great reveal. Like um Yeah. It it gets it done. It's it's uh, a little it's a yeah. little on the nose, but I like it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um I'm I'm, gl I'm glad that uh all of the stupid fan theories about uh, who Enfys Nest might be none of them came true and it's just no, no, it's uh it's they they're just gonna do the thing where it's a, where it's a girl and and you're supposed to be surprised by that because it's that kind of movie. Yeah, no, and, and I liked that. I I thought that was really cool. Her the the fight scene she has that whole train robbery sequence yeah. is, is is very much top tier Star Wars set piece. That was that that was almost so top tier. It was almost more like something out of one of the games. Yeah, like and and I and I liked that about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. Well, people thought it was going to be like, oh, no, the, the helmet's going to come off and it's going to be Aura Singh. You know, the helmet's going to come off and it's going to be Ashika. 
the helmet's oh, gonna yeah. come off. The, the helmet's gonna come off, and it's gonna be somehow still alive. Natalie Portman. That that was. I swear to God, there were people who were convinced. Really? Yeah. Pe- people were convinced that 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 Emphis Nest was going to be uh, uh, still alive somehow. Uh, either uh, actual Natalie Portman or uh, or the doppelganger. Of, yeah. Or, or or Padme. Jesus. Somehow. Right. Like there, there are people who are very much convinced that uh, that that is going to be well, a thing again. N- now they're all convinced it's Ray's mom because she has a drink, right? Yeah. And yeah. you remember, if we are to believe Kylo Ren, which, mind you, even though I don't want to move into the fanboy thing, that there's probably still more to be said there, is being told to our main character by an asshole Sith wannabe, who is the yeah. bad guy. So we we it just it's uh, all of it is so ridiculous. So earlier we talked about there being a spoiler alert. So I'm going to say it again. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So yeah. um in Solo a Star Wars story which we've been talking about um yeah. what is the name of the big bad so you've got you've got Kira is the girl who Han was in love with and then leaves yeah. and is coming back to her and by happenstance, she just happens to be working for the same guy that Woody Harrelson is working for, and Dr- then Drayden yeah, Voss. Drayden Voss, very, very awesome little villain too in that character. I, I Paul, enjoyed Paul Bettany as Drayden Voss. Yeah, pa- Paul Bettany. Th- there's some couple of really great sword fights with him near the end yeah. that are that are great. But he's working for what the Crimson Jihad. What, what was the name uh, of it? Cri- Cri- Crimson Dawn. <laughs> Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. And so we keep hearing that there's someone else he's working for that won't take no for an answer. And we get someone else is in charge of the 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 Crimson Dawn, which is a name we've heard before. Yes, it is. is. uh, uh, It's similar to Black Sun, which was a uh, a a crime family in In what? uh, Um, I think think Clone Wars, right? Is that the? uh, well, it comes up in Clone Wars, but it's also, I think it's from uh, Shadows of the Empire books originally. Yeah, that sounds about I, right. I, I, I want to say that that's where uh, that that whole business comes in, but a lot of, it, it's a, there's a bunch of extended universe stuff getting uh, looped back into existence in this which, movie. But... Which which I like. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. so, and so long story short, um, Han's girlfriend is actually a general, like high-ranking general or whatever it would be working for this guy. And yeah. when he is eventually dispatched by her, um, saving Han, um, yeah. she, out of whether she's been beaten into submission, under control, or is just evil, um, takes over and talks to her boss now. Right. Yeah. Um, which, who, which has I, been... Which, yeah. What, which, no, go, which go ahead. Is, well, which, by the way, is... Now, I, again, the fact that this is kind of so heavy-handed is actually something that I like about this because it, it's it's kind of cheesy. But she basically enters; she spends the entire movie. Does Amelia Clark, uh, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, and she's she's uh, actually quite good in this. The character she is, be, she is good because in this. she's kind of roguish, like Lando doesn't have a ton to do. But well, she, they, they, the thing is, is that because Han is jaded and not married to anyone it when we meet him in a new hope we know that this can't end well and she's doing the femme fatale thing and slinking around in the background all the time pretty much with a hey ask me about my secret dark you know agenda thing hovering over her the whole time 
So it's kind of a foregone conclusion as they're building up towards the end, just because of the way this plays out. You know that Woody Harrelson is going to screw him over, and you also know she's going to screw him over eventually. Like, you can sit your watch to him going, okay, she's going to screw him over. She's going to screw him over. Can we get to the point where she screws him over, please? I have to go to the bathroom. Come on. Let's yeah, go. exactly. Let's go. Get get this done. So they, they defeat uh, Paul Bettany, and it looks like Han is going to go off, and she is is doing this whole business of that they've set up earlier on that she appears to be a kept woman for Drayden Voss, and you almost think, oh, is is this like a a Star Wars thing where she can't go now that he's been killed or some kind of bullshit like that, right? And you kind and the assumption once it becomes clear, it's like, oh, okay, no, she she's working for someone. Everyone in the theater is automatically thinking, "Oh, okay, so so she works for Job of the Hut." Yes, and so because yeah, yeah, so, it's a Han Solo movie, so so she she goes to talk to her boss so that we can find out. Oh no, actually, a, a bigger, more evil bad guy has actually been manipulating this to uh, take Drayden Voss out and take over Crimson Dawn out from under him, and she's just been a cat's paw for that the whole time. And Chris, who? does it turn out is in charge of the Crimson Dawn? Well, well here's the thing. I, I know from talking to you about this before that this was kind of groan-inducing for you, but I got to really say, <laughs> but I got to but I got to say co- coming from my side of the coin here, okay? Yeah. Phantom Menace came out when I was at the end this was the end of the 90s. I was just in high school when the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. came out and yeah. my my mid to late 90s, early 2000s, angry white boy image comic reading, you know, the kid that would have really loved the fact that a Venom movie was coming out, you know, um, <laughs> back then. This, that kid inside of me went absolutely apeshit when this reveal came in the theater. I was actually nearly jumping out of my seat with excitement because it's one of those things that you always say hey, wouldn't it be awesome if, but you also in the back of your head go, oh, that's going to be kind of silly. But, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if... So I was absolutely enamored, and I figured it out as soon as I saw the robotic legs yeah. um, on the thing of the thing that he- uh, Hood comes down, and there is fucking Darth Maul. The, yeah. the person that everybody who saw The Phantom Menace that either liked it at the time still like it now or hated the movie but thought there was at least a couple of good scenes in it always said why couldn't there be more of this fucking guy and i do have to admit even though it is kind of silly and i know it makes you roll your eyes i was fucking ecstatic for some reason because the movie got me i didn't see that coming i think it's a really cool nod i think it's a really cool even though i think it's kind of silly I think if they had had that in the advertisement somewhere or it alluded to the fact that there was going to be some reveal, they would have got a lot more butts in the seat, I think. And I'm surprised it, there's it's not I'm surprised there's not more people. Again, the kids aren't going to well, actually the kids are probably going to know who it is because of Rebels and Clone Wars. But yeah. um cuz he's huge in that, right? That's like the he's he's in it. Yeah. And and so um I mean I've seen when um when him and Obi-Wan finally have their last little battle together. And that's yeah. that's some pretty good shit, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. But I just thought this was really cool. The fact that it's Ray Park again, you know, is is it Nick? You know, it's Ray Park, right? Nick Park Ray is the Park. Aardman guy. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was kind of cool. I I hope, I mean, I, he, 
right? If if they do a Lando movie or in these things, he's going to keep coming back, right? This is something that people are reacting well to, I would imagine. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I have to be clear here. The, the reason that I groaned at first was because I sort of liked that one of the things that I was enjoying about the movie was that we had. I realized once that we were heading into the act, I was like. Okay, all right. So the only thing left to do was for Woody was for uh, Han Solo to go and kill Woody Harrelson because that's the only thing left to do. So I realized, wait a minute. Oh my God, are are we are we actually going to make it out of of a Star Wars movie for the first time ever? And and they're actually going to make good on this just being an an underworld crime cops and robbers Star Wars movie. We're, we're not going to have good, good and evil show up. We're not oh, going to okay. have any so, of the Jedi so this or the is, Sith. So this is the equivalent of the of the uh, computer generated Leia at the end of Rogue One. Is that is well, that where it well, sits for you? Well, no, because Darth Vader's already in Rogue One, so it's there. I I just I had a thing that I'd been kind of enjoying about it was that it was we really are on the frontier and we are not dialed into we really are on the the faraway fringes of that whole conflict and it was like wow not even a hint of a lightsaber wow they are really committing to this and then you okay know, i'll oh, give you no, that okay I'll give you that what do you know it's it's one of the sith okay but and then i i kind of went ah geez and then i went ah geez again because it turned uh what for me was I thought just a, a good little haha dumb fandom nod to something that four people will laugh at into actual foreshadowing, and I was pissed about that. Yeah, I can give you that, but I mean... Be- because for- er, because earlier in the movie, they, they have this kind of like, you know, g- during what I think is the best part of the movie is when they're having the, the shootout on Kessel, when they're fighting everyone in the mines. I think it's just Oh, awesome. yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's it just, really is. It's, it's just... It's... They, they just really hit at the point of, okay, now this fully turns into a Western with aliens, and it's it's just great. It's, it's just the wild bunch with aliens, and it rules for, for like a solid ten minutes of movie. It's, it's just perfect. And right in the middle of it, they do this business where Kira, like, does some off-screen kung fu bullshit and knocks out, like, a, a guard, and L3 turns over to her and goes, I don't even know what that's called. And she goes, oh, it's Tereskasi. Drayden showed me, and I oh, sat in my seat and went, ha, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I went, ha, ha, they, they actually mentioned the stupid anti-Jedi martial arts that, that's one of the dumbest fucking things in the Star Wars mythos, that there is a, a uh, an anti-Jedi version of Shaolin that has, like, special moves called, like, Rising Bantha, and stuff like that. It's one of the dumbest things that was ever written into Star Wars. They used it as the basis of a, a piece of shit PlayStation game so that they could have Han Solo doing like Tekken moves against Darth Vader. It, it's the it's one of the dumbest things in Star Wars, and I love that they dropped it in just as a joke that like three people will get, and then having it come back around at the end. Because one of the dumb things that they did is write it in that that's the style of martial arts Darth Maul is using in The Phantom Menace. It suddenly turns around and I was like, oh god, that was supposed to be foreshadowing so we'd know how she knew how to do that. And I was just annoyed. Okay. But, uh, but like, the fact that it comes up that it's fine, Darth Maul turns out to be the guy in charge of Crimson Dawn, which does fit in with the continuity because in Rebels he's running a crime syndicate, so fine, whatever. Uh, fine. It doesn't, like, change the movie. Like, he doesn't run into Han Solo. 
Like I, I would be legit. I would have taken a full star and a half off of my review if, like, well, Han me, Solo me too. Had, had had confronted Darth Maul, and then we hadn't heard this again in in the other movies. Me it's too. Like, I I agree yeah. with you. He yeah. he. I I don't believe in this force thing, even though I've met a Sith Lord. No, I I, I agree with you completely. Um, I to me, I like the way that it was used because it's there, yeah. just as a nod. And right. I like that, you know, you could have, like, a parent, again, because now there are people who, you know, saw The Phantom Menace when they were kids, who have kids they could be taking to see this movie, you know? Yeah. That might be, you know, sharing that. It's like, oh, right, you don't know what that means. Let me show you all this other stuff. I think that's hmm. kind of cool. It you know? is. I mean, yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's not there for that. It's there so that when he's the villain in the Boba Fett movie or the Obi-Wan movie or whatever, people who didn't watch the cartoons aren't wondering why Darth Maul is alive again. I agree. And, and that's but, the thing, yeah. right? It took me a quick, like, full stop to kind of remind myself how could he still be alive because I had forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, <laughs> like, has, he, he, yeah, I, I actually, uh, after, the, uh, <laughs> after the screening, because I was there with press... There, there were, uh, you know, there was a full group of people outside trying to parse out, wondering, it's like, wait a minute, is Han like a thousand years old? Because how is this before the Phantom Menace? That's exactly and, where my brain went. Yeah. yeah. And, and then someone's saying, it's like, no, D- Darth Maul survives getting cut in half. And they're like, how did he survive getting cut in half? The lightsabers like, well, cauterize yeah. wounds. Well, and, and it, well, and it was uh, apparently that's not a fatal wound for his species, I guess. Oh. And uh, I think that's part of it. Well, and, um, uh, <laughs> you, now I, I don't, you, you mentioned, um, L337, which yeah. leet, I, I can't believe someone actually did that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a robot in the Star Wars universe named leet, but I, I'll, 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 I'll give him that one. I quite enjoyed this robot. I, I think she, she's my favorite character in this. She's a riot. I think she's great. And, and I like that, you know, this has to have been something from Lord Miller's original script, if it was that way, that literally we're even going to give you a backstory for the global positioning system of <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. Or whatever. It's just it's computer. I think that's so it, funny. Well it's it's a backstory for why 3PO says that the Falcon has a weird dialect in the first movie. I think that's hysterical. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's 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 funny. I I like it. I I think that the performance is funny. I uh, I will give them serious propers whether by accident or just by uh you know deliberate, you know, kind of like middle finger to say it's like Okay, so uh, you you guys didn't like uh, Rose Tico sort of talking about classism stuff in uh, the last. Oh yeah, guy. we're gonna have a whole okay. character. You know, we're 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 going to have a, uh, a a droids rights activist who who doesn't shut up for for the for the whole movie. And oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I I like the people you know are like complaining about this thing. It's like you know she she's really annoying. I don't get why they gave her all that dialogue. I'm like, you realize the other characters are annoyed with her in in the movie. Like that that's the joke. Yeah, and it is sort of uh, you know this has been kind of a a in terms of things that Star Wars hasn't touched on before. It is sort of good, I think, to to finally hear that at, that at least some droids are capable of having kind of an issue with the weird place that droids occupy in this universe. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, 
because it it's sort of unusual that like in the Phantom Menace, it's it's treated as sort of uh, like a shock that like you know physical slavery still exists in uh, in in the Republic, right? You know, like, like 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 Padme's really surprised that there's still slavery, and uh, which you'd think she'd know about, but whatever. But like the the subtext to that that doesn't really come up is that why would they have a need for slaves because they have you know sentient beings that are also property. That's an entire mechanical race of beings in this universe that everyone is pretty much okay with. Yeah. Like everyone's pretty much okay buying and selling and, and, you know, ordering the droids around, even though it's very clear that these are sentient life forms. Yes. That this, this has always been kind of one of those things that start. And, and if you remember the, the, you know, very low end of the spectrum on the PG 13 kind of, delving into PG land, except for, you know, the fact that Chewie rips a guy's arms off in this movie. Um, yeah. The really creepy but hilarious scene between um, L337 and the girl talking about being into Lando. Yeah, that's funny. And I just can't believe this line got into the movie, right? Because it's like, I think Lando's into me, but I don't see him that way. And she goes, how would that even work? Oh, it works. And I just went, Really? <laughs> Like yeah. that's that's hysterical. We're gonna go there, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's because Lando fucks everything, right? That's that's right, what yeah, we're that's, being that's, given here. Is Lando that, just doesn't give a shit? Like, yeah. That. Well, it's which is another one of of those things you'd kind of think. You know, wouldn't that kind of be the rule in Star Wars anyway? I mean, there's a lot of different yeah. things in, yeah, in this in this universe. That that's probably not like an unusual thing. Um, well, what was the but, other yeah. thing? I was really happy to get to see um, a Willow. Crap. Oh, yeah, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis without, yeah. you know, getting to take a mask off and be on screen. I guess he's playing the same role he played in The Phantom Menace. Yes, he's playing the uh, the, the pit crew guy yeah. from... Uh, from, from uh, the pod races. Yeah, from the pod races in The Phantom Menace. I mean, good for him. And, it's and, it's and, great. And to... Two tubes from the Phantom Menace is in there as well. So yes, I saw that. Yeah, what a blast! I, I, I mean, we could talk yeah. forever on this thing. I, I just had a blast with it. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it, it's 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 fun. It's a perfectly serviceable three star. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Space. It's 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 as good as whichever of the two Ewoks movies was the one that didn't suck. Yes. I don't yeah, remember like, which one that was. Was I, I think Battle for Endor is the good one, and Caravan of Courage is the bad one. And I think, I think for what it's worth, having a Star Wars movie that's just plain fun again is great. Because yeah. Rogue One, Rogue One, I love the hell out of Rogue One is not a fun watch. Rogue One is a challenging watch of a movie, and it's got a lot to say. And Last Jedi again is you know uh, is challenging on purpose, right? This this is like the best little fun bits of the first couple of movies jammed into a somewhat cohesive package and and i enjoy it and i recommend it you know mm, yeah yeah i i had fun with it uh you know i think it's uh, i think time will be kind to this one because i think when people are watching it divorced from the uh the nonsense over how much money is it going to make yeah and what is the, and, and what is the the post uh last jedi reaction to this going to be you know i i think that it will be uh a more interesting you know, watch. I agree. And uh, 
I, I don't think people are going to come around and say it's like, oh, well, actually, there's like hidden depths to this. But I think that, you know, it's a perfectly serviceable, fine, you know, okay romp. Yeah, I stick you know? it I stick it right. I, I think I, I made a I, I rank things every once in a while and I think I stuck it. Let's see. I Yeah. It's yeah. it it's not at the bottom. It's it's in the middle. It's it's comfortably there between uh be, probably a little better than Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi maybe. Uh I don't know. Um it it's just not it it's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's not it's, a bad movie. <laughs> it, it's you know, if if you do, and I'm not one of these people, but if you if you do the thing where you, where you say that uh, Return of the Jedi uh, is actually two movies, and I don't think that that's the case. I could but, see that, but I don't do that either. Yeah, but if if you do the thing where you say, okay, let's let's lop the uh, you know the 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 breakout heist movie that is the first act of Return of the Jedi, and call that like a mini movie that precedes the uh, the Endor stuff. Uh, I w- I would say that uh, that's better than uh, than Solo, but Solo is better than the Endor parts of Return oh, of the yeah, Jedi. Exactly, I think Taken is the whole package. This movie is you know it's right in there, and Return of the Jedi is a fine movie. It's just right in there with that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fine. It's... <coughs> Excuse me. Now they also do. You, do you think they still go ahead with Boba Fett? Yeah, I think I don't they want do. them to, but do you think they're going to? Yeah, I, I think that they do. I think, uh, here's the thing, even if they hadn't already said we're going to do Boba Fett and, and signed, like, James Mangold to make it... Which which I, is the I, part that makes me interested. I, th- I, think, I think they still do Boba Fett just because if you were looking at this and saying, okay, so Solo didn't work, what can we do? I think that uh, one of if one of the lessons from Solo not being a giant hit is... Okay, clearly we cannot recast these. Like, if if there was ever going to be a thing where it's like, okay, we're gonna do young Leia, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I I the the thing is, it's one of those weird things where it's like, on the one hand, yes, you know, young Leia, you know, we we could do that. Uh, like, I keep wanting to say yes because we need you know Star Wars movies with young. Le- Actually, no. You know what? We've we've got like you know three star like, like we we've got three soon to be four Star Wars movies starring like young white chicks. I think we're good. I, I, I agree. I, I I think that might be like like there could always be more. You know, there could always be more. But uh, I I think that's actually kind of handled right now. You know, um, like uh, you know Rose and her sister getting uh, getting their own movie now, probably before Leia, if that's going to be a thing. Oh, but, I like, love Rose. Bo- I love Rose too. Uh, but like Bo- Boba Fett. Uh, I think if you look at that and they say, okay, well, here we don't have to worry about recasting because he wears a mask. Exactly. You know, and uh, also it feels like something you can probably do without spending a lot of money. Right. I agree. Yeah. Which, and again, again it, and yeah. it, might, it might be all right. I just, you know, I, I approach yeah. it the same way I approached this movie when I first heard about it. Why? Well, you know, the, the the thing that I keep coming back to, and I've heard some very interesting pitches for, for a Boba Fett movie from people that have been around. They've been having people in to pitch the Boba Fett movie for a while. But, uh, you know, I've... What's always occurred to me about the Boba Fett movie is they keep saying, oh, we're going to do a movie about Boba Fett. Just because it's the Boba Fett movie doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be the, the main thing in the movie. I mean, like, 
Boba Fett is a bounty hunter. He chases people. Like, the Predator isn't the star of Predator. Nope. And, you and, know, you know J- uh, Mad Max isn't the star of Fury Road. Right, right. But, like, like Boba Fett is a guy who, like, chases you and you want to get away from him and he's got cool weapons. You know, sure, you can do Batman with that, but you can also do Friday the 13th. You can also do Predator. You can right. also do, you know okay, what I mean? So now, so, so now I'm interested. All right. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, if I, was, if I was going in and pitching a Boba Fett movie, I would be pitching, okay, it's Predator, but in Star Wars, and Boba Fett is, is that guy. And, and your, your, your movie is about a bunch of, uh, you know, people who stole something or whatnot who are being chased by Boba Fett. Like, that, it that is, would be... It is a, yeah. good, um, a good foundation to work in... Um, nods to other stuff without having to have it hold a ton of weight. Right, Because exactly. Boba Fett would easily <laughs> have been there for stuff that um, that it's less easy to have Han or somebody else be there for. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, he can just be there. He doesn't need to have a bunch of dialogue. It's just, you know, oh, hey, you know, uh, it's, I, I think that that's a, a pretty good, I, th- I think that if you're trying to get people to get excited about a Star Wars story trailer again, I think that starting that having a trailer, it's like, okay, who, who are these people? What's this about? And uh, it's like, guys, the, they sent someone to come get us, and then the reveal's like, oh my god! And then you know, Boba Fett, a Star Wars. I think that that gets, uh, I think that gets people in. But who knows? Cool. Who knows? I hope I I I can live without a Boba Fett movie, but I can understand why it would be the next thing that they do. I I, I wanted. I want an Ewok movie, but that's me. Yeah, me, me too, but you and I will probably get publicly shot for saying that. <laughs> I I want an Ewok movie, and I want some. I want someone to have the balls to go into Lucasfilm and say, listen, we can get Jar Jar back. We, we, we can I'm make listening. That, we, 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 can, we can make that work. You know, I, I, I think that I want to see someone... You know, go in and say, "Okay, here's my pitch. We we need to uh, we we can get Jar Jar back. We can you know maybe make him a supporting character in something else, and just give give Ahmed Best a chance to you know do a version of this character that that people don't, don't hate. Because I have a feeling that there has to be a generation that doesn't really understand why they've been told they're supposed to hate him so much. I agree. So who knows? Uh, we have probably gone on a bit. I agree, um, but I think I think that was a good conversation. So what? Um, I do. There... Too. I just don't. I just don't want to keep you away from no. Like, yeah, no. I got. I got to go to bed. Um, wh- yeah. any any anything else that's happened since Solo came out, or uh, are we are we cool here? I I think I think we're good. It's been uh, like. Did you see Upgrade? No, Upgrade is on the short docket. I'm going to see that very soon. Okay, so we'll Up- we'll hit that next time. Upgrade yeah. looks incredible. It is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So with with that, um, we will put the solo discussion to bed for now. Yeah, um, and and th- and then put yourself to bed because it's my, like uh, put, one o'clock in the morning. Put put myself to bed. Yes. Um, as I said before, if you guys want to <coughs> check out Sophistic Geeks Indiegogo, that'd be awesome. They're cool people, and they probably have stuff you might like. Um, also, yeah. again, um, I'd like to get my Patreon numbers up so I can keep doing this stuff for you guys. Um, amongst other things, again, that's patreon.com slash the Chippa, and you can find Bob at moviebob and geek.com. And what else are you doing? Hey, uh, uh, I'm on YouTube, I'm um, yeah. on YouTube channel, and I'm on uh, Screen Rant. 
Bob is yep. everywhere. I'm around. I'm around. Anyway, yeah, so so that's all we've got. Thank you all for coming along on the tangent. Have a good night. Awesome.